Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk I have nothing for the soft intro this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to think was, it was something, but it just didn't work. That was a whole lot of silence. Yeah. Well, uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Drunk Accountants. My that name was, is Dan. That was a soft intro. That was a <laughs> it was, soft intro. It was very soft. <laughs> uh, my name's Tim, and uh, we're excited to bring to you another episode today. What, what episode are we up to now, Dan? Uh, I want to say 18 probably pretty close yeah i want to yeah. yeah i think it's 18 something like that it's around that anyway uh we're not at the 999 mark yet but no i think when when not if but when we reach a thousand episodes of the podcast tim uh i'll run naked up the pacific highway <laughs> i'm gonna hold you to that i'm fine with it i'm, I'm gonna save this file somewhere and it's gonna about play. This. if it's a, if we're recording one episode a week yep how many, <laughs> how old, I won't even be able to run by the time we get to a thousand. I'll Let's be wheelchairing just, up the street. It's, it's about 20, 20 years we oh, get to if we do one a week. Jeez, 20 years. 20 years of recording this podcast. Let's not, let's not get down in the doldrums of, <laughs> I'm going to get depressed if, uh, mm. if I start thinking about that. Anyway, we, uh, we have a good episode this week, uh, hopefully a bit shorter. We've had a few long ones uh, in a row. We had our interview last week with Trent yep. McLaren, which was, which was great. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was having, good having a chat to him. Uh, our topic this week is, you know, does negative gearing live up to its name? Yeah, is it, is it really negative? Yeah. Or, or could you multiply that negative by another negative, Dan? And get a positive. And yeah, multiply one minus apple times another minus apple to get a positive house. Yeah. I didn't know that you, uh, <laughs> you knew math, Tim. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, I don't always need a calculator with me. No, definitely not. Um, what else have we got? I think maybe we should start with the, what is the Tim and Dan though? Yeah, well, you may have noticed, Dan, I'm being quite serious on this podcast so far. Yeah, you, a, you, you've, got your, you've got your serious voice on. Not a lot of laughs coming from my, my corner, my no, direction over here. Not a lot of laughs. I'm hoping this is about uh, the ping pong season, but I, I might be wrong about that. Yeah, so I am trying to stay calm at the moment. I'm trying to find my place of zen mm. because it's fair to say that these last two weeks in the Pong arena have been weak and abysmal for Old Faithful. <laughs> I, may have, I may have launched too early on the Old, on the old Faithful uh, nickname. I think so. I've got to find me a bit more of my old nickname, which was The Grinder. Yeah. So, got to find me a bit more of that. Grinder I, spirit. I, I think that maybe calling yourself Old Faithful was the catalyst that has brought your downfall it pushed you over an edge just enough that you decided to bring your a game exactly every time you played well then my honor is not lost yet okay why is that because i want to make a large announcement here <laughs> in front of all of our listeners <laughs> okay go on i'm challenging you to a duel yep and you know all right ping pong is maybe 
90% of our livelihood. Yes. That's not an over-exaggeration. No, it's an under-exaggeration. What about the the other 10%, Dan? I'm talking squash, golf, beer drinking. (laughs) You just label things that you feel you're better at than me. I can... uh, (laughs) You know what my 10% is? uh, Movie trivia, maths. (laughs) All right. Everything else I can do. All right. So, we need to make this a fair competition I think, golf, will- I think golf is a pretty fair competition between yeah, the two of us yeah okay i'm fine yeah. with that i still back myself in against you because <laughs> you're a very uncoordinated sort of guy all right <laughs> you basically face backwards to hit it front ways so whatever way it takes tim yeah so i say we figure out like 50 percent each we submit some competition yep some competitive items okay there can't be anything we're too good at mm, okay but we need to come up with this mm. and then figure out who the real winner is okay. across all areas. Okay. And I, it's silly that I say this anyway because I am still better at you than you at ping pong and I am ahead in the season total. You are ahead in the season total. I've gone a perfect week last week and so far a perfect week this week. I'm about to win the grand final tomorrow either against you or Mikey, whoever wins the other other semifinal. And, and if I do win that, I've gone... Back-to-back perfect weeks, and that puts me only two points behind you, Tim, for the season, and I'm coming. That shows how bad you were for the first five weeks of the season, Dan. It does. certainly does. So, but yeah, I mean, what, like, what do you propose? Look, Old Faithful, he's going to come back, mm. but I do want to just stand my authority so that you never think you could, you're better than me, okay. pretty much, because, because Dan, uh, I get sick of looking at that damn smug face of yours <laughs> at the moment. It's putting me down. Yeah. Well, someone should put you down, Tim. <laughs> So, yeah, some other options. Maybe a hot dog eating competition. Yep. I'll have to find some vegan I'd hot win dogs. that. Uh, running race. Short distance or long distance? I'm, I'm open. Maybe medium distance. I think I, could win. I think I could win. With no training, I think I could win short distance. You're a bit fitter than I am at the moment. <laughs> I think you, you've got me covered in the long distance. So, you think you're faster than me? I think I've got a faster sprint. All right. Uh, what about... Here's a good one. Yep. I wrote down AFL. Yep. AFL. All we need, no, 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 right. All yeah. we need is someone to throw a ball up for us Just and whoever contest. can win the rucks. <laughs> Best of 10 rucks. Do you know what that is? You've won, just, you've played yeah, AFL for years. All I've never is, played. All that is is jumping at each other and trying to tap the ball, all right? Whoever can get a clear tap against their opponent mm. out of 10, the majority, mm. wins. I feel like you're at an advantage for that, not only because you have played AFL, but because the grinder has tapped many balls. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I think I'm going to come up with my own list next week and then maybe by the third week, we can set an official date and update everyone on what this is. Well, my thoughts are, Dan, that everyone gets what they deserve and you will get your participation trophy at the end of this (laughs) event. Thanks, Tim. It'll sit right next to the winner's trophy. Also mine. What? The under-13's most improved? Is that what you consider your winner's trophy? It was under 12, Tim, and it was just for July, but I appreciate that. Uh, so, so yeah, so my, my Tim and Denler this week was pretty similar. I, um, I was going to mention how well I'm going in the ping pong arena, um, how much I'm thrashing you and everyone else in the office, and just that I'm an all-around top dog right now. I'm alpha dog. Uh. And that, that's just, it's made, it's made my week, Tim. Not only that, I've been extremely productive. 
uh, you know, getting lots of things done, left, right and center. And uh, yeah, that's it. Well, I just want to say with that smile on your face, it looks like your face looks like something as ugly as I draw with my left hand. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't have a screen full of insults here in front of me on my computer <laughs> designed to bring down your spirit. <laughs> Ahead of battle. <laughs> Uh, all right you, you're picking up your game already that was the least nasty one I, there's okay. some real real filthies yeah i don't know if i should go down into those depths this is a family podcast tim for fuck's sake <laughs> uh here's a good one uh this this is stepping this may be stepping too far i'm sure okay. you can edit this out if yeah. it is god wasted a good asshole when he put teeth in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> too far it's not even funny. You may have to edit that out. It's not even funny. Well, it's just an insult. Yeah. Uh, it's designed to bring down your spirit. Well, my spirit's riding too high, Tim. You're not hitting me with any of those arrows. So, uh, let's move on to the business update this week. Okay. Business uh, update. Business update. Uh, ZeroCon is on this week. For all those who aren't aware of what ZeroCon is, uh, it's a big convention that Zero put on every year. Uh, it goes over two days. They have all sorts of you know, apps and third-party uh, programs that come in and present what they're doing, Zero present what their, you know, what their newest and latest are going to be. A uh, lot of presentations, a lot of fun stuff. Unfortunately, the two drunk accountants couldn't make it this year. And yeah. that did make us a little sad. We are coming to you live from the week that ZeroCon happened. Yeah. But, so, yeah. that's something. We are live during ZeroCon. <laughs> it's on right now. It's on right now. Is it? I thought it, was, it might actually be over now. No, it's on Thursdays today. Oh, cool. Okay. We're, we're live during ZeroCon. Well, I mean, there's like 3,000 accountants in a room up there in Brisbane, all uh, having a good old time, mm. pretty much. And we're, missing, we're, we're here down in Wyong, yep. in my office, looking at each other. Good times. <laughs> yeah, getting ready for our manly duel of <laughs> running races and yeah. arm wrestles, <laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah, the, the two drunk Olympic. Ah, I like that. Yeah. The Two Drunk Olympiad. Yeah, the first inaugural Two Drunk Olympiad. <laughs> and I hope to thrash you, Tim. We should put some of our Two Drunk Accountants budget, which is a, a mighty budget. All of zero dollars. <laughs> we should put some of that towards making an actual trophy. Yeah, I think I've so. Got a, I've got a client who makes trophies, so I could... Let's get in touch with them. Let's get in touch with them. See well, if they want to sponsor the podcast. Each you. <laughs> I'm sure they'd jump at that opportunity. Yeah, each, most year, do. each year, we could get it engraved with the winner's initials just to mm. save money on letters. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if I win every year as I anticipate, then why don't we just put my name on it ahead of time? Yeah, Tim, you're still trying to bring down my spirit. <laughs> but again, I'm riding so high right now that you just can't touch me. All right, You Dan. just can't touch me. Well, how about this business update? Yep. Scott Morrison, he mm. wants you to work until you're 70. That bastard. <laughs> how dare he? How are you feeling now? Yeah. Like everyone else in Australia. Pissed <laughs> off. I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> no. It, uh, noises. Uh, I think, I think uh, from what I've read, the, they have come back and said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to raise the pension age to 70. Um, but it, it is a, it is like in, in their defense, it's an actual problem. 
Um, we live in an aging population. Yeah. More and more people are living longer and getting older. We have, yeah. you know, a large portion of our um, of our population being, you know, over sixty, over seventy. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them either can't work and need the pension, or you know, back when they started working, they didn't have things in place like super for their entire life that has led True. them to a good nest egg. True. Um, and and now they need the pension. A lot of people live off it, and I and they need it. I mean, it's not you can't just take it away from them. These people yeah. wouldn't be able to live without it. So it's true. It's true. Well, I mean, what do you do? What do you do about that? Well, as someone still in my twenties, yes. Um, sometimes I do feel like, well, it doesn't affect me. So if it's going <laughs> to say, <laughs> it's going to save the budget. Mm. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, it, it would be pretty rough for people on the verge of retirement age now mm. to be told they've got a, another three years before they can access the pension. Yeah. Um, and I don't think just, yeah, I mean, politicians are really struggling to achieve anything at the moment, the way yeah. politics is, is going. I agree. So, it's a bit of a bold move from uh, ScoMo to try and push the retirement age to 70. Yeah, I think um, I, I, I sympathize with the idea. I, I think maybe if they did it over 10 years or something or even over 20 that it gets slowly gets raised. Yeah. You know, by I think the, the plan was to slowly raise it over the next 10. But yeah. maybe if they did it over 20, then that would allow people that are 20 years away from retirement to, to plan for that. Putting plans yeah. in place, yeah. And, uh, and it maybe not affect people. Because if people are living to, you know, 90, 100, yep. Yep. Um, who knows what the, the age is going to be yeah. in 20 years' time, oh. the way medicine's going, then yeah. uh, then how, how can those people survive if they're not working? And, and if they're able to work, well, maybe they should. Yep. Um, if they're unable to work, well, then there needs to be provisions for them. Yeah. Um, maybe the way that our workforce is going is going to be more... Uh, because of the flexibility, the casual mm. roles, mm. maybe there will be more old people um, in the workforce. Yeah, um, and, and I was just about to say that. Maybe what they should do is put more incentives instead of um, instead of just cutting the age to 70, maybe put incentives out there to hire older people. Absolutely. And there is a couple, I think. Yeah, but uh, put more into it. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There definitely needs to be. The only problem is... That's just going to make them last longer, Dan. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if you've got something to work for, then... Yeah. You, you well, earn it, but if they're earning your keep, then it doesn't matter. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, I look forward to training up uh, several elderly people on yeah, emails Yeah, I look, I look and forward to training Beatrice, and- how, to, uh, <laughs> Beatrice. <laughs> how to enter in my zero accounts for me. Uh, no, but yeah, it's a definite problem. They got to figure it out. So yeah, yeah, interesting one, interesting um, one. You know what else is interesting, Dan? Your stupid face. Um, no. Oh, sorry. But I uh, thought you were going in direction us, helping you there. I guess uh, I just wanted to let you know for this upcoming competition, um, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. <laughs> and uh, when I put, when I say whatever it takes. I say that with inverted commas. Mm. A bit like Essendon did in 2012 when we had the uh, very successful supplements regime <laughs> going. So, yeah, that was our unfortunate slogan for that season. Whatever it takes. Whatever it oh, takes. Oh, no. How good is that? <laughs> so, uh, what a time to be a Bombers fan, eh? I take inspiration from Essendon. Yep. And fellow sporting champions such as... Russia. Lance. 
Not Lance Franklin. Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Yeah. I know who you meant. Oh, he had setbacks. Yeah. And yeah, he was pumped up on <laughs> all sorts of performance enhancing yeah. drugs, but we don't have drug testing in our competition. So No, I think maybe we should. <laughs> I might get, a, get in touch with, uh, what's the, the international doping? Um, Asada. Asada. Well, apparently they're Water. cheats anyway. If, if bloody Russia can get past it with yeah. their Winter Olympics and all yeah. that stuff, then. That's it. Well, I guess I'm just going to have to be the people's champ and just come out here and, and, and win on, on good morals and hard work. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Netflix documentary on this already. Yeah, actually. Icarus 2. <laughs> you're Icarus. <laughs> you're the, you're the one talking about doping. <laughs> no, that's it. No, I'm Moneyball. I'm going to run some stats on, uh, on what, what competitions are better. Uh, Icarus versus Moneyball. Yeah. Constant debate that we have. It is. All right, so... Let's get on to our main topic. Main topic. So, this main topic is... Negative gearing. Yay. Or... Mm, or mm. Is that negative? Yeah. Is that good for me? Is it good? Should I yeah. gear negatively? Yeah. We get a lot of clients that come in here and they say, I'm buying a rental and I'm going to negative gear it. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Think of all my BS tax refunds. Yeah, they're like, woo, I'm getting five grand in tax. Woo. And, and we're like, oh, awesome. But, you know, you lost 10 grand this year. Mm, anyway, before we get into how we feel about it, um, and, you know, sometimes there could be an advantage to this, and, and we'll get into what that actually is. Um, Tim, why don't you give us a brief rundown of, of or, or I can do it, it's up to you, yep. what actually negative gearing is. Yeah, so negative gearing is basically the act of um, purchasing an investment mm-hmm. or um, having some sort of uh, investment structure which intentionally makes losses. Yes. And that can include depreciation and interest. Yep. But often it's in the pursuit of... Uh, capital growth mm-hmm. as the payout. Yep. And in the meantime, when you're making those losses, tax savings. Yeah. If your jurisdiction allows that. So, your tax law is in your relevant. Yeah. So, uh, essentially, it's it's having an, having an investment where the income that you're generating from that investment yes. is less than the costs of maintaining that investment. So, Absolutely. it doesn't need to be a, a rental property for negative gearing in, in general, but for tax savings in Australia, it, it does. Uh, so, what what is actually happening there is, yeah, you, you're intentionally losing money on this property. Now, that doesn't always mean that you're actually losing cash. Yeah. So, sometimes the losses can be on paper. Yeah. And that's one scenario I can kind of understand. Yeah. Um, and when we say losses on paper... It's, it's the interest and the depreciation that are non-cash figures. Yeah. But you do have to remember that um, loan repayments aren't an expense. Yep. That's They're not right. a cost. That's right. So, some positively geared homes, yeah. and that's a home that is paying for itself through the income that it's generating, Yeah. Um, actually have a negative cash flow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, that, and that's because the, those repayments of the loan um, aren't included in an expense when you're looking at, say, the profit and loss of a property, uh, but they're cash out of the pocket and you're losing cash. Yeah, I'd, I'd hate to be in a scenario uh, where I owned 10 homes, 
but I couldn't go buy myself a sandwich for lunch. Yeah, <laughs> because day. you're putting all of your all of your savings into uh, into paying off the loans, which has absolutely happened. Oh, to for people. sure, that happens. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people don't count on. Um, say not having a tenant yeah for a period of time exactly and if you're negative gearing then then you're seriously negative gearing in that scenario yeah uh, so yeah it is it, it's an investment decision you really have to think very long and hard about whether or not the losses mm. are worth the uh, lost cash flow that yeah. you're going to have in your life that's right so really uh, what you're doing here is making a decision not necessarily a decision yet. You're making a decision to purchase or not an investment that you know is going to either on paper make a loss or in cash make you a loss. Yeah. Um, but also on paper making you a loss that you are able to cover over a period of time. And you could do this with any investment. You could neg- negative gear any investment. But there are only in this country, in Australia, uh, there is only one asset that you can negatively gear generally. Mm. and claim an offset against your other income, which is a rental property. Absolutely. So, negative gearing is um, a statement or like a description synonymous with rental properties. Exactly. Um, It's actually probably the first thing you think of. Yeah. A house. People say negative gearing. Exactly. um, But is there really much of a tax payoff then? Yeah. So, here's the thing. Um, like if you let's say you've got 20 grand's worth of income you've got five grand's worth of other general expenses during the year which could include repairs and maintenance uh it could include agent fees and you know some council rates five grand in total pretty cheap yeah so you're down to 15 so you're down to 15 uh on top of your loan you've paid 10 grand's worth of interest Mm. So, now you're down to five grand. Five. And then on top of that, you've got a conveyancer to come in and, and do a depreciation schedule for you. Yeah. And depreciation and capital write-offs for the year are another 10 grand. Yeah. So, now you're down to minus five. Minus five. Now, in negatively that situation, geared. you are negatively geared. You are on, for tax purposes, you are losing money. Yep. Uh, in cash, not including repayments. Yeah. Not loan, including the loan repayments. You've actually made a profit. Yeah. Uh, towards paying off the loan. Yeah. And okay. So, so then there's, there's two different scenarios facing that person as well. Yep. Depends on how they structured their loan. Mm. Some people are interest only. Yeah. In that scenario, they're actually positively cash flowed. Yeah, that's right. Now, the only risk of that is that um, if there's no capital growth or if the house mm. actually goes backwards yeah. in value, which is happening in the, at the moment in yeah, the housing market. Yeah, well, We'll discuss that at the end. Um, then you're going to have a loan that could be um, more than the value of the home. That's a nightmare scenario. Yeah. But that's what you're banking on with negative gearing. Yeah. Is that capital growth? Exactly. So, in, in that situation, the tax advantage, back to your original question, yes. is minus $5,000 off whatever their normal income is for you know their employment income, other investment income. Yep. So, really, if you're earning, say let's just say 30% tax rate, just to make it easy to calculate off the top of our heads, yep. uh, you're saving $1,500 off your end of year tax. Yeah. So, by having that investment and for negatively gearing in that way, mm. you're saving one and a half grand's worth of tax. Yeah, so you're not, you're not saving heaps. No. 
That's a, that's not a bad scenario though, because that's, that's the way a, that that was yeah. structured. That's a good it's scenario a for itself. Yeah. If there's strong capital growth for that home, yeah, and the tenant remains, yep, and there's not too many stressful things that happen, then that is a good situation. That's a great in situation which to negatively gear. But did you notice there are a lot of ifs there? Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the, the reason I did say the example in that way is because I did want to say that this is an example of a good situation. A situation where in cash, especially if that loan's interest only, yeah. uh, you're actually making profit. Mm. You're getting extra income. Uh, on paper, you're losing money and you're getting a bit of extra tax in return. Yeah. And then, as Tim has mentioned, what you're banking on is that the underlying value of the house grows over time. Yep. So, you might be losing five, five grand every year for 10 years, um, saving yourself a bit of tax. So, you've lost, you know, what's that, $50,000, mm-hmm. um, but your property has gone up $200,000 in 10 years. Yeah. Well, you're up $150,000 on that property. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's on paper. Yeah. But in terms of cash, we know it's got positive cash exactly. flow. Yeah. And uh, the loan would still be worth $200,000 yeah. less at least yeah. than uh, the original, well, than what you're going to sell the house for. Exactly. So, that's, that, that's a win. That's a win. That's pretty good. So, let's go into what usually happens. So, <laughs> let's go back to this same person. They've got a $20,000 income from this rental property. They've got five grand's worth of expenses. Interest is more likely to be... $20,000. Yep. Absolutely on house prices. Yep. Says, depending where you buy. Yeah. So, the interest is more likely to be 20. Now, they're already negative five and that negative five is cash. That's cash. They're losing cash. Yeah. And then- That's you- if it's an interest only loan. Exactly. <laughs> and then you minus out 10 grand's worth of depreciation as we spoke about earlier and yep. suddenly you're at losing 15 grand a year mm. on paper and five grand in cash. Five. Yeah. Five grand in cash. Yep. Um. Yes, you'll get a five grand tax benefit from that if we're still running with the 30% yep. scenario there. Yep. But you can see there's a lot more risk involved with this house. Mm-hmm. Um, you are banking on some serious capital growth. Yeah. Which, I mean, over the last 10 years has been possible. Yeah. And some people did really well, even if they had structured in this way. Yeah. But, um, but this you're, ta- you're, taking, a lot, you're yeah. taking a lot of factors there. Yeah. yeah. This isn't always going to be the case. The growth that we've seen in the past five years is not normal yep. for the market. Um, you're not always going to see that kind of growth. Yeah. And I guess it's about um, figuring out there's always going to be another area that yeah. that goes off and, and grows, but you've got to do a lot of time and yeah. effort researching that. Your area could have gone down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what's happening in Sydney and Melbourne yeah. at the moment. They're going backwards. So, yeah, um, so yeah I guess- You've got to consider in that scenario, am I willing to lose $5,000 of mm. my earnings mm. from other sources, say my job? Yeah. And that's your post-tax income, so $5,000 yeah. um, to um, bank on capital growth in that home. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it, it can be a really, really tough one. And then don't even think about losing tenants or having costly repairs. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and this is exactly what I was about to add. I was about to add two more points. One is that, yes, on paper, you're losing money with that depreciation. Even in the, isn't, even in the good scenario where you're five grand cash positive and five grand paper negative uh, with the depreciation, that depreciation is actually the decline in value of the asset that you hold. Yep. So, let's say five grand of that was for 
kitchen appliances and yeah. that kind of thing. Well, those kitchen appliances are getting worse yeah. each year. And eventually, you're going to have to replace them with oh, more yeah. cash. Oh, it's yeah. going to cost money to replace those assets that you've been getting a tax advantage for. Yeah. And the other side of that, capital works deductions, which is deductions for the actual building itself. Yeah. Um, that building is deteriorating yeah. and it's going to need repairs and it's going to need fixes. Especially if it's not looked after properly. Exactly. And um, look, we, I've rented before. Uh, you're renting at the moment, Dan. It's a I very am. lovely establishment. I am. The, the Caddyshack. And, <laughs> I mean, sometimes there's not much of an incentive as a tenant of a property mm. to look after it nah. because it's not your house. Yeah, exactly. So, even good tenants aren't going to really be looking after it as if it were their own with the nah. rules as they stand in Australia. Yeah. Um, then you've got your nightmarish tenants which don't pay the rent. Mm. And wreck the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Each end of the spectrum there. Yeah. But, so, um, not only are we giving a bad rep for negative gearing right now, Tim, but I feel like we're giving a very bad rep for renting or buying a rental property in mm, general. No, like, no, because we started with positive scenario there. Yeah. Which I've seen countless people um, just through lodging their tax returns. Yes. Actually do so well from buying an investment property. And it makes me understand why that is a viable strategy. Yeah. Why, why it's a popular strategy. People love the fact that they can drive past their investment. Yes. It's there on the street. Exactly. Um, people love the fact that they can get income from something that they own and it's tangible. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, I totally understand that. And I think that's a good intention. Yep. But why not positively gear a house? If you have yeah. the option to yeah. <laughs> if you have the option to buy a house and, mm. and invest and rent it out, why would you want to make a loss on it? That's the thing that I don't like. Yeah, I, I agree. And and that's kind of the point I've been driving at, especially with the depreciation, is that yeah, negative gear you're saving tax, but you are losing value and money as you go. Yep. Um you're banking on that the house grows. Yep. Why not buy an investment property that will be positively cash flowed always? Yeah. And it's, you know, you're going to pay a little bit extra tax each year, but guess what? That means you've earned money. So, re yeah. regardless of whether or not that property grows in value, yeah. you've got a return. Yeah. And, and really, what you should be looking at is some combination of the two. Yep. Whether or not you yeah. expect properties to grow in value in this area and what is the return on the rental that you're going to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then combine the two. So... Touching on a more business-centric uh, negative gearing. Yes. What about commercial properties? Yeah. And that's sort of what you're talking about there. Yeah. They could have a higher yield. Yeah. And the market is completely different in terms of capital growth for commercial right. properties. Yeah. But you're looking at a higher yield investment. Yeah. Which can pay for itself. Yeah. And actually, it's something that... I mean, if you work towards paying off whatever debt you've got against that first property, then you, yeah. can, then you can start to use the extra cash flow mm. towards buying more investments. Yeah. Um, that seems like a more positive way of <laughs> yeah, working. Yeah, it is, Tim. <laughs> so, I guess what we're getting at here is saying negative gearing can be a viable tax saving solution. Uh, however, it comes with pretty significant risks. Mm. And 
why not always just go for something that's going to earn you money always, regardless yep. of what happens in the market? So that sounds better to me. So that sounds much better to me. And obviously, this is not financial advice. This is tax advice. <laughs> yeah, this is tax advice. This is tax advice and just common common knowledge, common sense, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but I mean, negative gearing works for some, and, and but some for some people, that's the only option they have. Yeah, that's true. So you've got to do a lot of research and work to find that positive, positively geared um, property. Yeah. Otherwise, everyone would have a yeah a positively geared rental property. And and if you and so if you're looking around and you think, geez, all these places I'm going to buy, I've done the numbers, I'm going to negative gear on all of them, um, and I'm not sure the market's going to be growing anytime soon. It's probably not a good choice <laughs> yeah. right now. Maybe not the best option. Yeah, have stage. a look at the stock market or something like. <laughs> Put your money somewhere else. There's tax advantages oh. and disadvantages to all of these options. Just 100% Bitcoin, right? Damn. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Um, <laughs> I've got all my money in 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 uh, Timcoin. It's a, it's <laughs> Tim an, coin. Yeah, it's a coin I've invented for uh, trading and swapping insults. Yeah. So yeah, when I insult people, they can send me a little bit of Timcoin, <laughs> just as like a praise, like props. And uh, it's just whatever it takes, Dan. That's that's the slogan of Bitcoin. <laughs> whatever it takes. So, yeah, whatever yeah, it takes right. to yeah. increase the value. Yeah, well, you've just uh, put my value, Tim, uh, market cap of about $4 million right now. Ah, so, cool. Not a lot, but growing steadily. I'll take that, mm, whatever right. it takes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, well, the other thing that's interesting about negative gearing is it's not viable in self-managed super. So, yeah. um, that's not something that you can look at in self-managed super. So, you're going to have issues if you really want to do negative gearing um, mm. and you want to own a home, a, a rental property in your super fund. Um, but then it's, it's... The other thing that really turns me off it is uh, it's so open to... Um, environmental factors out of your control. Yeah. Politics. Yeah, it's politics. such a hot topic at the moment. Who knows what's going to happen in politics? Yeah, let alone with negative gearing. So the, yeah, there's been Labor often targeting negative gearing, yep. saying this is a tax incentive for the rich, and, yep. and and I'd argue that it probably isn't. I'd say it's, but it's definitely a tax well, incentive for people that's saving see, a lot of people. I can see the argument that it works for baby boomers, yeah, who've got who've benefited from a lot of growth and they've got a lot of equity. So. Yeah, hundred percent. But. Um, yeah, so poli- poli- you're leaving yourself open to the whim of politics there, which mm-hmm. none of us are very happy with at the moment. No. There's also then lending. Yeah. Lending is so strict on uh, uh, investment properties yeah. at the moment. Trying to get an interest-only loan would be almost impossible, I'd yep. say, at this stage. And even if you did, the interest rate would be probably a point or two higher than a normal residential home loan. Yeah, 100%. So you're paying, you're paying a lot more there for the benefit of having an investment property or a negatively geared property if you yep. don't have the funds behind you to invest properly in that. Yep. Uh, and then there's just like, you know, the housing market. Who who knows what's going to happen with that? Yeah. Depending on where you live, um, but also just opportunity costs. I mean, other 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 ways. There's a lot of costs to get into a property. Deposit. Yeah. Um, there's um, your stamp duty. Your building inspections. Your building inspections, insurance. your legal fees. Even when you sell, you're going to have to pay, probably pay a real estate agent, mm. um, capital gains tax. Yeah. There are other ways you could use your funds. Maybe live yeah. your life or invest in something else that yeah. might be a bit Exactly. And, you know, if, if you are considering this, uh, obviously, 
go chat to a financial planner, they're going to tell you the options. 100%. You know, we, we've all seen those graphs that are, you know, here's if you invested in property 30 years ago and here's if you invested in a diversified share portfolio 30 years ago and what they'd look like. Yeah. But then there's also, you know, there might be options for margin loans on investments, yeah. like share investment yeah. margin um, loans and, and things like that. Friendly there's society bonds. Friendly society bonds. There's so many options. So, go have a chat to a financial planner. Yeah. They're going to give you the best advice for you and what to do. Uh, in regards to what tax advantages you get from negative gearing, well, if you make a loss on a rental property, you can offset that against your other income. Yeah. That's it. That's Simple it. as that. That's absolutely it. So, um, yeah, I think we've covered that off pretty nicely, Dan. I think so too, Tim. I think so too. I'd love to have some feedback on what people's thoughts are on negative gearing, actually, yeah. and whether or not they have actually done that yeah or I, I whether they would still be likely to think about doing that in the future yeah i think we'll get a we'll get a range of i'm a so-and-so i've got seven investment properties and negative gearing i wouldn't be able to do this without it yeah so side. some and then, people yeah. feel very strongly about it yeah and we'd get the other side saying all oh, these negative gearing are the reason i can't buy a house <laughs> that's, that's the exactly other side. right i actually spoke to a, a bloke who dropped in the other week and I, <laughs> he was an interesting fella, mm. but he said he once bought a house on a credit card, uh, which is an extreme what? type of negative gearing there. But uh, it's 20% interest. Uh, needless to say, I was a little bit sus uh, on him. What limit he does that, he have on his credit um, card? Dan, I don't know. He reckons he owned like 10 houses and he bought one on a credit card. But uh, those are the interesting sorts of people that you can come across Jesus. sometimes with, with negative gearing and, and rental properties. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Very much a status a status symbol. I think as so. Well. And I, I think, you know, opinions around this change over time. Yeah. And um, they come in and out of fads and... Yeah, I think you've just got to consider it for your unique circumstances. And if it works for you, then it works for you. Brilliant. Yeah. Great. I think that's a good wrap. So, Tim, uh, I think now is probably a good moment to talk about our other things this week. My other thing, Dan... Uh, you got a smirk on your face. <laughs> you've already you've already initiated the two drunk Olympiad. Yeah. What else can you be smiling about? It's been about? a big episode. It's been a big episode. Oh, I think I know actually what you're going to bring up here. What? No, I don't right. give you fun <laughs> No, no. It's uh, it's a show that I've been watching a bit this week, Dan. Oh, okay. And um, you might be able to benefit from this. I'm thinking. <laughs> All right, go on. <laughs> I always have you in mind. Yeah, I'm a very thoughtful person. I've got. Deep roots in your mind, Tim. <laughs> what? Just controlling what you're doing. Stop rooting my mind. Get out of there. Whatever, grinder. <laughs> I'm bringing back the grinder. What no. show? So, um, it's the Fab Five, Dan. Yeah. Yep. Queer Eye for a Straight Queer Guy. If, a you straight know, guy. if you're not familiar with exactly the Fab what Five. About, yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar with the original... Uh, the original version of the All show. Right, I haven't so watched the new Netflix version yet. Is it any good? It's actually really good. I yeah. was so surprised. Um, we were sitting there the other night. We got home late and uh, wondering what to watch. With, uh, let's yeah. put on some mindless TV. We put on the, the Queer Eye, guys. Yep. Hey, it is a crack up. And by the way, I'm going to nominate you, Dan, for a makeover. <laughs> I don't need a makeover. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Look at me, Tim. Uh, you've got some hair on that face, mate. I think you could be showing off that jawline a little bit better. Well, the orthodontist did say I have a very masculine lower jaw, Tim. Uh, I think he... What did he say about it? He said you've got an masculine. extremely large head. 
very scientific term. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you could use some some facial products, perhaps. Mm. Um, maybe a little, just a little cut of the hair as well. No, I like it how I am, Tim. Um, the ladies like of, it. I like you know, it. In the show, a lot of the guys, they reminded me of you a little bit. Did they? Yeah, carrying a little bit extra weight, just a little comfortable. Doesn't seem like me. Um, they thought nothing was wrong. Very set in their ways. And just, so, I'm willing to do this for you if you want. <laughs> I've seen the techniques used in three episodes of Queer Eye. And the first thing I'm going to do is bring you back down. So, yeah. if you haven't noticed, I've been doing that this whole episode already. Yeah, so, I it's, don't- It's, it's don't all going to get better from here, Dan. <laughs> I don't need advice from the guy that I'm currently wiping the floor with, Tim. The table. <laughs> once, once you start, you know, winning a few games, maybe I'll respect you enough to take your advice. But right now- uh, no chance. You'll be crying into my shoulder by the end of the week. <laughs> is the show similar to what it used to be like where uh, are there, cause obviously it's five gay guys come on and, yep. and make someone up. But I, I remember back in 2004 or whenever, whenever the original version was, it was a very different time to where yeah. we are now. And I remember them being very camp and very like, yeah. it, it, I, I'd imagine it would be a little bit more real these days. It's really good, actually. Yeah. I mean, they're all um, clearly gay, yeah. but um, they're, they're not over the top. Um, and they're actually, I've noticed in every episode, they're expanding people's horizons. Yeah. And, um, but also spreading the word of like um, improving men's health and body images and yeah. body image and uh, mental health and well-being. Yeah, that's, that's um, which is, which is really awesome. It's, yeah. So, it's men looking after men. Yeah doesn't matter if they're gay yeah, or not. Yeah. But it also ha- just so happens that one of them is a, like a, you know, amazing hairdresser. Yeah. Another one has the best dress sense yeah. you would ever think of. Another one can do up your house, like mm. pick all the best colors to paint the walls. Yeah, yeah. Another one is like the mental guy. He's yeah. just like, he's the, a bit like how I'll, you'll be crying into my shoulder tomorrow. He's the guy that sits you down. He's like, now, how are you feeling about this? Yeah. <laughs> how are you feeling about that previous match we just had? Which one of us broke a racket in anger, Tim? Is <gasps> that you or me? I think it was you, mate. It, didn't it was you. I did not break a so racket. We were playing and there's a racket broken and you were holding it. <laughs> you do the math. I know that's not your strong point, but it's pretty simple. I'm more than happy to have a makeover if that's what's necessary. Yeah. So, really making over my ping pong. That game. sounds good though. I, I, I was wondering how they would move that show from early 2000s to today because it's, it's a very different time. It's worth a watch. Yeah, yeah. I actually really liked it. And, and like I said, it made me think of you a lot. So, that was cool. cool. Well, anything that makes you um, think of me, Tim, is a good thing. <laughs> So, is that, your, is that your other things this week? Yes, that is my other thing. So, I have a couple of other things. Oh, cool. Uh, You've come prepared. I've come prepared. My first other thing this week is John Millman, Australian's hey. uh, How did he star. go today? He lost. Ah. Now, the, the headlines are going to say he lost in straight sets, <laughs> right? But it wasn't that easy. The game went for three hours ah. over three sets. Uh, it was boiling hot conditions. He went down 6-3, 6-4, 6-4. So, he was two, one break point in the second and third set, which isn't a lot. Um, he, um, he, you know, he got the break back too. At one yeah, stage, yeah, he, he broke back on the, in the third set, I think, and then Djokovic broke again. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so he was very close to making the semifinals. He'd never even made the quarters before, Tim. He's 29. Amazing. Yeah. So, Just goes to show. Bit of hard work, determination, he, and a fit body. 
get you anywhere. Whatever it takes and you can do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I want to give a rap to, cool. to Milman. I, I, you, did you read that halfway through the match, he um, left the court? I was listening to, to it live. Yeah. yeah. So, that was a pretty weird moment. So, it was two all and he just got the momentum over Djokovic. Like, he just started yeah. to get the momentum and then he... Um, he was too sweaty and he started to slip around. He didn't like his shoes and he, he goes out and it wasn't even time to swap ends wow. or anything. He just kind of yelled out to Djokovic and was like, I need to go get changed. So, you're right if we take a break for a second. And wow. he asked the umpire and the umpire, there's a rule for, you know, equipment technically changes and gave him three minutes or so to go it get worked changed. In, worked in Djokovic's favor. Worked in Djokovic. Djokovic got a rest. He, he took a few yeah. supplements and he was back out there yeah. fully, uh, fully regenerated. It's a shame. Yeah, but it was good. Yeah. So, that was one of them. Uh, my other other thing this week, I've got three. This yeah. is the second. Yeah, uh, yeah. I started watching a TV show as well. Yeah. Jack Ryan. Oh, yes, Featuring, yes, yes. featuring uh, John Krasinski from The Office. Uh, plays a very different role. Mm-hmm. He plays, uh, obviously, a CIA agent, ex-military. Uh, yeah, good. It's cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm only one episode in, so I'm keen to see where it goes from here. But so far, so good. He's been playing a lot of very manly men. He has. Really? Yeah, well, he, unlike you, but very much like <laughs> me, has a very masculine jaw. <laughs> I feel like I'm, 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 I'm a little bit like him. Uh, actually, actually, my cousin wrote to me. He said, I'm re-watching The Office for the first time in ages and Jim reminds me so much of you. That's what he said to me. So, that's what but it is. Jim's a massive, like, nerd, soft guy in The Office. Yeah, it's like me. Um, the other other thing the last one is uh tim minchin you know who tim minchin is tim? yes yes touring for the first time in a long time okay next year yep and uh katrina bought me tickets for christmas oh cool yeah musical comedy musical comedy love that yeah i'm a big tim minchin he's, fan. he's world famous yeah he's massive well, he, he wrote um he wrote all the music for the musical matilda yeah. that won all sorts of awards yeah and obviously, he's had a few comedy albums and music albums, but he's just such an awesome pianist as well. Like, he just, yeah. he's just good all around. So, uh, you I'll be are seeing a big him fan of the pianist. I'm a fan of pianists, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, on one of your other things, mm. um, I was going to say, did you see the changes to the Davis Cup? Yeah, I did. That was ages ago, but I yeah. only just learned of it today. Yeah, I, I learned How about crazy it at the is time. That? Yeah crazy yeah it's a bit of a sellout yeah i agree over 100 years of now it's going to be like a world cup type thing where they all come in one week like a A lot of money involved yeah you can imagine in the past that means we're not going to get the the games here now there is going to be another tournament that they announced i saw i read that's Mm, like a an atp one an atp one that's that's going to be played here um before the australian open yeah so that we'll get some of that but still why change it? If you wanted to do that, just go and do that as well. Yeah, I agree. No need to change it. Anyway, so that we, I think we've spoken probably 20 minutes of content today in about a <laughs> half hour of, uh, of babble. But Are we really, is the episode 50 minutes? 50 minutes long. Uh, we just can't stick to that half an hour at all. <laughs> <laughs> Negative gearing went way longer than yeah, we thought. Uh, but the, the thing with this podcast, Tim, is that you're really going to get more out of it than what you've put in. So, if you uh, have a listen to it, you're going to get a positive return on every episode. Ah, uh, yes. Your cash flow will be strong. Exactly. Uh-huh. So, and this, this podcast is positively geared. And there is that factor of we came up with an awesome topic today, but when we came to record, we just couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> it was the best topic in the world. 
Yeah, it um, was. It was this, this episode is a tribute. But this is not the best topic in the world. This, this is the best song. Sorry, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best topic in the world. Tribute. Anyway, maybe we'll remember it, remember it this week and uh, yeah. do it next week. Cool. Sounds All good right. to me. Well, until then, thanks everybody for listening in. Listen and liking us and posting. Yeah, Facebook make sure you uh, follow us on Twitter, at uh, Too Drunk Podcast, on Facebook, Too Drunk Accountants. Uh, go to iTunes and like and rate and review yeah. because yeah. it gives us a boost and people can find us. And what's that other one? Um, Podbean? Podbean. Apparently, we have a list. followers? Yeah, a lot, of listening, a lot of listeners on uh, Podbean. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where everyone else is listening to us, but uh, definitely get out there, have a listen, share it around, tell your friends, and uh, we'll be forever grateful. Yeah, and let us know if there's something you want us to talk about, guests you want us to try and get on. We are in the midst of we trying to get Usain Bolt. Yeah, we have a guest next week, actually, I think. <laughs> Not Usain, but uh, no. we do, actually. We've got that booked in our calendar yeah, to record. Yeah, so we'll tell you about that next week. But uh, yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. All right, Tim. Good to see you this week. Thanks, Dan. Nice to see you. All right. Calculator. Bye-bye. <laughs>